everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone, here we are. We're back again live on the Patreon um and here and we're going to be talking about uh torn hearts from last year which i i'm excited to talk about because i saw it in december and i wasn't expecting a whole lot from this movie i'm not gonna lie it just did not seem like my cup of tea also Blumhouse. Um, and so for me to get so much life from this movie because i mean like we do things i'm gonna get i'm gonna, we gonna get into that we do some things and some stuff and i was like excuse you what Right, yeah, I, yeah. Well, let's just let, let, let's get into this movie because, like, there's some there's some things here to discuss. Listen, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna start with. I think we're both on the same page here. We, I, I love Katie Seagal, like, yeah. love, love, love. But the cast all, it's a lot of white folks in this movie. It, it's a lot of white folks, but also, I this is one of the few times I'm not mad. Because, like, typically, we don't get to do country music because country music is, oh, Anthony's here. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Anthony Jerome M. just posted. Burst door open. I'm here. I made it. And we appreciate it. I'm going to drink to that. Um, Cheers. <laughs> drinks to Anthony. Cheers. Listen to Anthony's podcast, Fuck You Hex. I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I... We My are not typically allowed in the Nashville areas. Like, you remember what happened with Elias X did a, like, country song? You've seen the people in The Voice who happily race and nobody say anything about it. So, like, if we want to keep it country, we ain't going to be there, to be honest. And so well, it's but I do think, right. I do, well, that's true. I do think there there are some Black country artists today. So I guess it just depends on how what you're looking at. There's not many. Don't get me wrong. I think there's like two that I can name off the top of my head. And one is Hootie from Hootie and the Go Blowfish. Is that country or is that just a mess? <laughs> Fair. Fair points. But there's also a new a girl who I actually kind of like. But she's more pop. I, I will, yeah. If they're yeah. black and country, they're usually pop country. Listen, because like again, black people have tried it and they're like, this is too racist. I'm gonna just do R and B or something else. Um, because whenever they get a guitar out, some racist is like, No, you can't have music. And oh so this is this is literally one of the few movies where I'm like an all white cast fits. Because like I thought about it, I'm like, where would we put a black person? And also it changes the conversation. Because right now we're having this push and pull with like an older woman who you know has been through some shit in the music industry. Um, and younger women who you know are going through some shit for the <laughs> music industry. <laughs> One of them is fucking her manager because, like, she knows she ain't got the talent. They play nine with each other. And right. I think that if we added a layer of race on top of it, also just being like, how many black people do you see a fucking country music? So it feels hollow. I think it would have been too much for this movie because it is a Blumhouse movie. So true, true. We don't want to get put too much. I just noticed that off the bat. I was like, I didn't think all the extras were right. I was like, <laughs> again, Nashville. Like, I would love to see Dolly World, but am I allowed to go? No. Like, I'd have to go with Dolly herself. Uh, and I'd have to leave at sundown. Trent just froze, and I'm still drinking. So that's what we're going to do tonight, y'all. Um. <laughs> My Wi-Fi is being wild, girl. Okay, you're back. You're still frozen, so but you you're speaking. just take it if you can hear me. Can you hear me? 
It's like a Ouija board. Um, it's like it's oh no, you're moving. Okay, you're back. <laughs> Fucking Wi-Fi, y'all. I'm so sorry. Uh, but yes, Kate the God was talking shit and snatched your Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm happy you started with her because most of my notes are about her. Like, first thing first, I love seeing her in the genre because um, she's one of those actors that we all fucking love and she's such a secret weapon. Whenever she pops up, it's about her now. Shameless, Sons of Anarchy, what have you. Like, she's the moment. She's the reason we're going to keep watching. Um, I want to know if the tapping she does on the walls of her glasses and things, if that's in the script, direction, or something she did. She did? What's dud? I'm not even that drunk yet. Or something she did, because like it's one of those little things that makes a character feel lived in to have quirks and ticks and the rhythms that would change as she was getting more agitated. And I remember watching Mary Tudin as a child and she had the like Peggy leg where she'd just be like tapping her leg. And so I do wonder if she's adding these little ticks to some of these characters herself. Yeah, I agree. I love the that little specific detail that she added to that the that finger thing. Click, 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 click. Listen, um, we love Peggy Bundy, what Anthony just said, because this is a Peggy Bundy household. Listen. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I also did the, not... The, have... She's the correct... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, you, you go say ahead. it. Because I think you got to say something else I was going to say later, so you can just say it now. I'll just... I'll just say that Peggy Bundy is the only uh, disgruntled housewife we recognize from the 90s. Yes, 100%. Well, white disgruntled. Uh, housewife that we uh, except from the 90s that we the other Um, one we don't we don't talk about that time Um, another (laughs) thing this movie gave me is because when she started singing I was like that's her real voice and so I went to her Wikipedia the bitch was singing backup vocals for like Bob Dylan and them back in the day like she was hitting up actual like celebrity stars like her resume for singing backup vocals real it's real yeah, no, for sure. Her I, voice is super nice, which I didn't know she sang. Well, she started, I'm like, that's her real fucking voice. Of course she would learn how to sing. And it's like, no, she's always been singing. Um, and I I live because, like, first off, I'm not a country music person. But when she started that creepy little song, I'm a dad with your name on my lips, I'm like, I might be into this. <laughs> Can I buy this somewhere? <laughs> my Wi-Fi, y'all, is wild. What is going on? It's never this bad. Oh like, my god, it's driving me crazy. It knew you had things to do tonight. Um, and it was like, don't you talk about Katie Seagal? What? <laughs> don't you fucking <laughs> My Wi-Fi hates Katie Seagal. Okay, I'm back for maybe... <laughs> You're already blinking. Um, while you can maybe hear me, I also have to talk about how much I hate that I love her wardrobe. Because everything she wore in this movie, I would definitely wear. Trent's going to the dark side, I think, y'all. Um, but yes, Katie Seagal is playing Harper. You're back. I was complimenting Harper Dutch's wardrobe because it was given old lady comfort with fashion and murder. Yes. Would wear all of it. All of it. Like even like Britney Spears circus okay. outfit. I was like, yeah, I would do it. Trent Frozen. Uh- <laughs> this wi-fi okay i'm back i'm back i think listen i love a lot of difficulties you're back you do you want to try leaving and coming back in though (laughs) to see if that fixes your problem yeah i'm gonna go give me like 10 seconds to reset my my router and i'll be right back you blink in just do it girl just do it um (laughs) 
I'll be back. Bye. Because we don't edit, y'all are going to listen to me just drink and think. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, again, I really fucking love the wardrobe. I love the actor. I think that she's always a gift. We're always fucking welcome. I live to see her. Like, again, she popped up in Shameless. And I was like, oh, we're going to get spicy again. Um, she popped up in Sides of Andrew. I'm like, am I going to watch a biker show that's basically Hamlet? Maybe. Everywhere she goes, it's it's just star quality. And I love seeing her in this like weird, bloody, feral movie. I think that it gave big mother energy in the right ways. It also grounded the girls because like, I mean, they were a fun little duo, Jordan and Lee, but like, what was it going to be doing without Katie Seagal being like, how far can I push these bitches? <laughs> It's 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 just giving me so much fucking life. And I hope that everybody's seen it because clearly we're going to spoil it. I'm going to take a drink. I don't have a co-host to cover me. So I'm sorry for this awkward pause because we don't edit these lives. Yeah, I drink that. Um, while we're waiting for Trinity 10 to come back, I'm also going to talk about how I didn't expect to like this movie. Um, and I had a fun time, which is wild because I put it off for so many reasons. And then at the end of the year last year, when I was making my top 10 list, I was like, I got to give everything a chance that I can because you don't know what's going to be the thing that makes you happy. And I watched this shit and I was like, did I just get my life? Did I just enjoy this? What? Who am I? I don't know myself anymore. It was a whole little thing. Cheers, Anthony. Let's have another drink. Let's have another drink, Anthony. If y'all was on the Patreon, y'all could be drinking with me too. Give us your doll ears. Be like Anthony. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did not expect to like this movie. And I, I'm weirdly happy I saw it. And I wish I saw it earlier because, again, I've been a little bit hater. Because um, I was like, eh, Blumhouse is missing a lot this year. But this was one of the times they pulled it out. Um, I'm going to mute myself so I can sneeze. Excuse me. And so, yeah, um, kudos to them for making me a liar once last year. While I'm still talking, and I'm just going to have this, like, monologue, I guess. <laughs> I, I love that we have three women driving this when we usually get this narrative to dudes. Like, this could have easily been, like, another, it could have been another fight club or it could have been another something of that vein where it's, like, these two men are going to punch each other and we're not going to address real issues. And I think that having it towed via the woman lens and like driven by women, because the director is also a woman, Bria Grant, who's a badass bitch, who used to be on Heroes. Like, that's why she's familiar. I've been wondering my whole life why she's familiar. So I watched Heroes. This is a great episode. Trent's got no Wi Fi and I have allergies. We are giving quality content here. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> I, I I do think that that makes this so much more appealing than it would have been had it been like a typical three country dudes. Like I don't want to see Garth Brooks and some other country dude that I don't know and another country dude that I don't know go back and forth for a night. I just, if I wanted to do that, I'd watch The Voice. It's not my jam. It's not my lane. And so I was here for it. And I was also here to see like this friendship um, devolve so fast and so furious. Because, like, the girls are like, we're just going over here for this one thing. And it's like, but also, let us air all of our dirty fucking laundry. Also, I'm going to hit you in your face a couple times, which we love to see. It's why we tune into Yellow Jackets. Let's be honest. Let bitches fight. Like, that's my platform. Vote for me. Let bitches fight. 
Trin is still not back. I'm getting tired of my voice. But here we go. Um, <laughs> my my next little thought um, that I guess I'm going to have solo. I need to know. I need to. Well, that was weird. I heard something, but nobody's there. Um, I need to know who is this woman who closed the door behind Jordan in this scene where everybody else is accounted for. Because it's when Jordan wakes up in this bedroom in these new clothes and she goes out in the hallway and you see someone in a pink fit, but it's not the one that um, our Lord Katie Seagal, a.k.a. Harper Dutch is wearing. It's a different pink fit. Close the door behind her. And then she bumps into Lee and she bumps into Har Harper. And I'm just like, but like, who the other one? Because we find out later on that Harper's sister is downstairs in pieces. So we have a mystery amongst all the murder. And I just need somebody to explain to me what I saw. Um, as like I'm five, hold my hand, tell me it's pretty, tell me it's dirty, I don't know. Um, but that's a question I will probably pose to Trent if he gets to come back in. As I check my phone to see if he's texting. He is not text. Um, so yeah, I, I want to know about that mystery a little bit, a lot of it, because it's, it feels like it was going to go a supernatural route because of that scene. However, we don't pick that back up because like, I mean... The girls kill each other. Spoiler alert, if you didn't watch this movie and you listen to us, they kill each other in this movie. Um, nobody left alive except for like the dude that like Jordan banged up top um, who takes the music because that's what dudes they want to do. And so I need to know if that was supposed to be something else, if we left it there, like give us a little bit of mystery. Um, if it was definitely Harper in a different outfit and she just changes really quickly because you know she was a singer and she was a star. She was a quick changes and maybe I'm not giving her the credit due. But it did not feel like Harper's energy, especially because, like, we see her talking to nobody in the room in a second. Uh, yeah. Questions, comments, concerns. If y'all are listening to this on the main feed and you know who that was, please tell me because I will still have this question. Trinity is still not back, but I am thirsty. So I'm going to do another sip. But this time I'm going to mute myself because it's probably gross listening to me do that. Here he comes to save the day. Um, okay. This last note, I'll repeat for you because it's the question I have. Who was the bitch that closed the door behind Jordan? Because we see her follow um, Harper to the next room and we see her bump into Lee. Who was the bitch in a different outfit who closed the door behind her? I I still, because it looked like uh, her, it looked like uh, Katie Seagal, like the the the, the hair, the hair kind of looked like it, but flatter. Yes, right. It was it was flatter hair and it was a different outfit. And also, we see her peeping in at her keyhole in a minute, and it's right a different outfit. Right. I, yeah. I, I don't know if that was a left in, like, because it feels like it's gonna be supernatural. As I was saying, it feels like it's about to be something supernatural. Agreed. But like, the, the bitches kill each other. Like I just said. Sorry to repeat myself, y'all. Oh, the bitches kill each other. And so, like, I don't know if that was something that we, in the deleted scenes, will have there. Oh, wait. Thank you, Anthony. Um, They're chipping, but you can't tell because I move my fingers oh. too fast. Love. Um, Anthony's saying that he loves my nails. Um, love I have it, the it. pink and the blue today because I had them for over a week now. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, I still don't know who that lady was either, and it did feel weird. There is some continuity issues in this film, the editing. I don't know if you noticed that this is the most glaring one to me. When they first get into the house and Katie Seagal's coming down the staircase and they're kind of in front of the door or the, the foyer situation, when it, at one point the camera is pointed to the two girls and the door is still left open. 
and then it goes to Katie, and it goes back to the girls, and suddenly that door is closed. <laughs> Doors be opening and closing behind actors all the fucking time, and so I'm just like, okay, y'all didn't pay a PA that day, right? Uh, y'all, yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know who that was, and it and that left so many questions for me. I, so one of my things with this movie, I. Because I really like this movie, but I don't think I'm as big on this movie as you are, Sheree. There's nothing... three-star girl for me, which I think is fine and fair. Which one? How many? A three-star girl. That's what... Yeah, that's exactly what I gave it. Like, it's not one of my favorites, but it's not a bad time. But I will say, one of my issues... I have two big issues with this movie. One of them is, I never really believed these two girls were friends. So it made Lee make no sense to me. Whereas the other girl, what was the other girl's name? Jordan. Jordan. And it's because they were never friends, which is why they start fighting and shit immediately. Okay. It was taking phony, like any other showmans. Right. It just never felt real to me. And so I, I felt like they wanted me to believe in this relationship. And then I, I wish they would have gone further into the idea that well, yes, Katie Seagal's character was trying to pit them against each other, but so was the boyfriend from Jump. From day one, the boyfriend was trying to pit them against each other the entire time. So, yeah. like, Katie Seagal is just doing exactly what the what the men are doing to these girls as well. She's doing it better. A. Uh, but I, and, and I guess it's a really interesting point about, or, you know, the idea that sometimes women can also pit women against each other and it's not a good positive thing a lot of times. Um, so that, but it just really, it made me, I I could never fully invest in Lee. I just really was never with her. She wasn't my uh, favorite either. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was with Jordan and I was with... Um, Harper. Harper. I was, yeah. with, I was following both of them. This is their show, in my opinion. Because they're the mirror image of each other, which is why she wants to kill her. Um, and so it makes sense that those two feel more fleshed out, but also I do think that this speaks to a certain level of people who know Mean Girls, because again, these two are not meant to be friends, because they're fake as fuck, um, from the whole beginning of the movie. It's like, I don't want to do that because, but I'll bet the pie if you drive. Um, like they, the part of what I love is that all three of them have the fame monster. Even Harker, yeah. part of whatever's driven her to the edge is because she wants the fame again. That's why she killed her sister because her sister's going to go off and be solo and be fine without her. Um, and so, like, this fame monster makes all of them not likable, really. Like, they all have that thing where it's like they get what they get at the end because yeah. they're chasing the wrong fucking thing. Like, even Jordan, who I'm mostly here for out of the three of them because, like, she makes more sense to me. But so many times she let that little monster get in her way and be like, no, we can stay. No, I'll sing the song too. It's like, you know you want to get out, bitch. You found a finger downstairs. Why are you still here? Fame. Yeah, I, right. I just wish, especially because with Lee, I definitely see the fame monster, of course, with the storyline and what, what it's given to Lee. With Jordan, it's definitely there, but I think it's in the subtext and like in the decisions that she makes. She never, like, she even tells what's his name? The other, the the Crawford. Oh, the men don't matter. Richie, Raleigh, whatever the fuck. Right. She tells him that she doesn't really give a fuck about fame. She just wants. She would be happy making music, doing whatever. Now lies. Oh, I, I absolutely think it is. I just wish there was more text to back that up. 
I it just I don't know. It was one and two was not making three for me in this movie all the time. I again, I think it's because like I just know fake Mean Girls because that's most of right. college. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's totally fair. It's yeah. totally fair, and it's probably just my own experience. Uh, I just I I couldn't yeah. buy into it. I wanted to. I really wanted to. And it's one of the things I was talking about while you were like figuring out the Wi-Fi is that this speaks to a certain person who has experienced that shit because like the clicky mean girls, um, the, Oh no, we're best friends with the bitches jealous and always bringing you down and always hindering you and your success. And you don't know it because you're like, this is a friend. But I think both of them are using each other. Cause like, even like the story where Lee was like crying because she didn't get on the list. And so <laughs> Jordan was like, you can sing with me. And it's like, she's most sounded bitch there. And I tried this four or five times. Like it was, it was never real. None of it was real. It's like illusions, bitches. And I, yeah. I think that's part of the reason I live. It's because I'm like the things that don't make sense make sense by the end. Yeah. Oh, and I, and I, my literal, my next note is the end of this film makes up for a lot of my problems in the first two thirds of this movie. The last third make up for all of that. I think that's where the that's where the the real moments in this movie become is when. Uh, she when Katie Seagal picks up that gun and like shit starts going down. I live for that moment, but I do think that it was a very nice build because, like, if you look at Harper Dutch, she's most toxic mentors. Um, I'm thinking specifically the chair of my grad program. I'm always dragging Texas Tech and the shit that he put people through in order to in case get. You us need approval. reminding. This is the one she's talking about, right? Just in case you've not heard an episode before. This is your first episode. Don't go to Texas Tech. Um, but like. <laughs> The hoops he makes people go through for the approval and the way that people actually fall into it because you're in a toxic, abusive situation and you forget who you are and what matters. And so you're just like, I got a kind word today, so I'm living. Meanwhile, all your friends are suffering because it's not their day to get a kind word. Um, they're being abused that day. Yeah. And the fact that you latch on to mentors who are also gross and wrong, but like at the same time, it's like somebody sees me and they see what I'm trying to do in this bitch. And so yeah. I think there's so much to chew on. And it's especially for women because like I think that... I have always wanted a woman mentor, which is why I was very happy we found Doc J, which by the way, Harper gets the Doc J role. And I need her to see that if she's not seen this movie. Um, but like the reason I latched on to her, because I'm just like, this is a strong woman who knows what she wants and she's not backing down. And that's not something that I feel I'm allowed to do as a black woman. Um, and so I took that anyways. Um, I pretend I have all her privileges every day and I'm telling people to shut the fuck up. Um, and so... <laughs> Yes, and I do. I do. I think in the first two thirds, which I don't, which is kind of where most of my problems lie, the moments when it is really working is when, because Kate, again, this is, I feel like I'm being shady to the girl that plays Lee, but it's fine. She don't listen to this. Um, Maybe she do. Maybe she's our biggest fan. <laughs> well, sorry, girl. Um, I just, Katie Seagal carries this film. Yes. Her and the girl who plays Jordan, specifically. But mostly Katie Seagal. And so the the moments when it really works for me, the first two-thirds of this movie, is when Katie Seagal is in the helm and with and, and driving the, the story. Especially when she makes them beat the shit out of each other. When she throws the plate at their heads. When she literally cuts Jordan. She cuts Jordan the first five minutes of meeting her. And that's the first moment Jordan's like, this ain't right. There's something wrong here. This is definitely a vehicle for Katie Seagal, and I'm not mad about that, because, like, these girls are entryway into her house of madness. 
Um, it's your classical universal movie from the olden days, but with women and no like monsters. <laughs> um, right. I mean, monsters, but not monsters. And so right. like, I just, I don't know. I, I live for, I live for all the essays. I want to write about it. And I think that there's something specifically juicy to this woman who killed her sister. So her sister wouldn't succeed without her. And they did nothing. She sat there, which we see that all the time with people who are jealous of other people, but they also are not pursuing their dream. Like it's, it's part of the reason I go for Fanny in Scare Me, and people hate Fanny because they hate women, but people hate Fanny, but she's never lied. She's never lied to him. She was like, if you want to be a writer, do the work. I'm a lady. People sit for me all the time. I just do it better than them when they do. Nobody wants to hear that. They want to be like, so-and-so's thriving, and I'm not. Mm. Uh, but they don't want to put in any fucking work. They don't want to like go out and figure out what they want and go after it. They just want to sit right. there being haters. And this woman did that. Which is why she's like, I'm gonna kill this bitch who's the new me, and I'm gonna like bank off of her sister because not her sister, but her frenemy. Um, because the frenemy reminds her of her sister that she killed, um, which she has this idolized version of in her head. Um, and but and then that turn from she wants to kill Jordan and essentially become Jordan in this duo to I now want you to kill me too because I have to have you know i have to pay the price for killing my sister i just needed a little bit more text to get to to get me there and just those shifts and those turns for me at least weren't working i think that again this is a woman who is in her delusions and so we're not going to always understand the logic train because they don't live there That's like fair. i'm looking at it like we did um whatever happened to betty J whatever happened to baby jane like, Thank this is you. definitely psycho old bitty subgenre, and I need another name for that, but it's the only one that I've seen, and I'm, I need to look for another one, but that's what I said, because that's what I've seen. If you already know a different term for it, please let me know, because I'm going to start looking. But it, it falls in line with that shit. Like, it falls in line with Baby Jane. Um, oh, yeah, so, I totally see that. And I don't understand her logic, because the logic wasn't fucking there. I, I, <laughs> I just wanted her to start singing, a letter to daddy. <laughs> Maybe the random woman running around upstairs is going to sing it. We don't know. Yes. But I, I, and again, the end, literally, probably the last 10 minutes of this movie, Chef's Kiss perfection. I love that Jordan kills Katie Seagal and then Lee kills Jordan. And then so then Jordan kills Lee and they're all dead at the end of this. And then, apropos to the real world, the straight white dude takes all of their work and capitalizes off of it in their memory in quotation marks. Listen, men are gonna <laughs> men. Um, but I I just I I love all the commentaries. I love all the angles. I, I think it's fun. I think it's refreshing. Um because a lot of people are like I'm making feminist horror and it's not feminist horror. It's actually really fucking offensive. Um yeah. where this one is like sometimes women are the monsters. Um, sometimes it's hard to root for them. But also, this is going to be a fucking feminist piece. And I think that is something that I need. Because, again, women are always into the stereotypes. So we're always your fucking virginal angel baby. Or we're your Madonna, who's a hoe. Or we're your mothers. Um, this is just like, these three messy bitches are after their careers. And they know that they're not going to get what they want to get. Because men run everything in the patriarchy. Um, instead of them figuring out how to do it for themselves, they're trying to like latch on to other people and get other people to help them get what they want to get. As opposed to just being like, I am that bitch. Let me do it. Yeah. And I do want to say, before I get to my other my other complaint with this movie, because I and I wanted to say this while my Wi-Fi, because I heard I heard you talking about Katie Seagal's costumes. I 
live for the aesthetic of this film. Uh, it is, I love the bright peak vibes of these, of this country manor. I love, it, it felt very joyous and fun with these bright pops of color with the juxtaposition of like the shit that's really happening in this house. And I love that it was dilapidated. I love that it felt, it felt very like Reba McIntyre in the eighties or like Dolly Parton in the eighties or yeah. Like it felt very that, and I was living for that. So love it. I, I love it. I also love how claustrophobic it gets. And if we just started with the girls starting at the buzzer, this could be a play. It could easily oh, do a stage yeah. situation. Yes. And that's what I want. Like I'm putting on a mental list of things I'd like to adapt for the stage if I were to go back to theater. This is like if <laughs> Casey Busgraves and Ch- Kelsey Ballerini ended up in Dolly Parton's house. But Dolly Parton wasn't the sweet old lady. She was the insane masochistic I don't know those other two, but if I got my stage production, I would definitely be like, Dolly Parton, would you please? And she'd be like, sure, honey. (laughs) Casey Busgraves and Kelsey Ballerini are the two like younger female country artists, pop country-ish, that are like the, well, there's there's a couple more that are like at the forefront of like bringing drag queens on their stage in Tennessee and like... Fuck you, Tennessee, essentially. So, but anyways, I don't know them, but good for them. <laughs> yeah, I don't love Kelsey Ballerini. I like Casey Musgraves, but anyways, that's beside well, the point. I'm not gonna lie, my country music is Dolly Parton and um, Patsy Cline, who's longer with us. No, oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's it. All I do mostly girl country, like because the men are racist and yeah. girls are thinking about like sad shit. They're like, my wife left me again. Like, cause you an asshole, G. The only dude country I could like do, I don't listen to it on myself, but like I, if someone puts it on, I'm not going to be like, okay. Or like, I'm not going to be like, Bleh, is Garth Brooks. That's only because I also know he's a decent person. <laughs> I remember when he had his like alter ego and they were well, shoving it in my face on commercials. I'm like, I don't want the first alter ego, I, <laughs> let alone the second. <laughs> He had some mental health issues, but don't we all? Anyway, y'all. Um, my other complaint, and I think we're this is maybe where we differ the most with this movie. I didn't love the pacing of this movie, especially in the first two thirds of this movie. It's just, especially the first third of this film, it's just so slow. And once we meet Kay, uh, Katie Segal, I mean, you you definitely get the. Uh, underpinnings of something's not right but i think it just takes a little too long to get to where we're going i don't know i just think yeah the pacing was off for me the movie's an hour and 37 minutes and so like i can probably see where seven minutes could be shaved but i didn't mind the pacing because like again like it's pretty it's pretty much like another boundary boom another boundary Boom. And so you're watching the boundaries fall away. Um, it's it is very theatrical. I'm not gonna fucking lie. And I keep saying yeah. double theater, but it is I, like another one, another one, another one, another one, and then it's like fist fights in the basement. I found a finger, and you're like <laughs> I will I think most of maybe I was already kind of tired of the pacing once we got to the house. Because I do think we spent a little too much time in the bar and in the sex scene and in the like all the stuff pre the house, like the, them driving to the house. Like I don't need to see all that. I don't need to see. I could have seen the performance, yeah. then meet the dude after the sex, and then they arrive at the house. 
Well, then I, maybe, I, maybe the next morning because you have to understand why they're going there or whatever. But again, I'm sure there's seven minutes we could shave off somewhere, but I, I didn't mind because it was telling, it was informing me because I was seeing these two women who are in a band together, but they don't like each other. But I don't know if they don't, if they know they don't like each other or not. And so I'm trying to figure out if they know they're frenemies, um, which is always a fun game to play with people you don't know. It's like, do y'all know y'all hate each other? And so I was here for the gossip. I was like, do you know you hate her? Um, do you know she's fake? Do you know she's phony? Also, she was like, I'm going to lie to her about no- knowing that we're not going on tour with these people. Because she didn't tell her, which is a big betrayal for people who wasn't paying fucking attention. And I'm just like, oh, this is going to come out. When is it going to come out? When is it going to come out? When is it going to come out? Oh. <laughs> and the way they just like sort of shade each other in front of Harper Dutch. Like, she's like, she needs a mixer. <laughs> and she looks at her like, bitch, don't tell her my business. <laughs> True. There was just so much mean girl coding that I could not not have fun. It's definitely fun. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, But to like get to your point, the ending. The ending's a badass bitch. I love that everybody dies because they all shared the... I almost said shame. Wow. They all shared the fame monster. And even though Jordan was the least affected by it, she still made very questionable choices to be there and try and get that fame. Um, and so I love that they all were like, nobody's going to win this way because you, you let fame and the idea of fame get to you. Oh. Excuse me, that's right. disgusting. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, the straight white dude wins. And I don't think anyone really likes I mean, we like it because it's, effect- like it's effective in this film, but I don't think we like it in the real world because that's bullshit. Uh, exactly. Women, right, women attacking each other instead of like actually looking at the real problem. I, I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that because Probably. like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like they are products of the patriarchy telling them they can't be shit without a man there to lead them True. or a name to lead them. Because again, Harper Duck is a big ass bitch, but she killed her sister because she was afraid her sister would be more famous than her by herself. True. And she had in the house withering away waiting to die. And then these people just show up. It's like, I could do it now because like I see my sister and this young bitch. And it's 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 symbiotic, and they see her as a meal ticket, and she sees them as a meal. Well, one of them as a meal ticket, and instead of them being like, "What if I just put in the fucking work? What if I learn how to do a YouTube? What if I learn how to do the things and like circumvent the patriarchy?" They were like, "Let us let us kill each other because this is all in my head, and the men are telling me that I can't do this, and I've believed it." Which again, I think that this movie is a giant fucking <laughs> symbol. Of like what the patriarchy does to us and how we internalize things and what happens if we don't work to like get rid of it. Yes. Because I've always owned that when I came out of homeschooling, I was subscribed to white feminism. It's all I knew. We didn't have internet. I didn't have friends. Um, and so I was like, feminism is feminism, right? Wrong. So wrong. Right. Um, and right. unfortunately, they did not get that memo. And so they all died in the basement together. Yeah. Like I said, the last time this movie, Chef's Kiss, I think that's where, I think if it didn't end the way it ended, there would be conversations to be had for sure, but I think it the the ending makes the movie so much more interesting. I really because again, because of the way it was building from the beginning, I'm like, where is this going? Where is this going? And when it get to that house and we're watching the boundaries get pushed, we're watching them start to reveal who they really fucking are in front of company. <laughs> I'm like, where is this going? Like right. literally, again, Jordan was the least affected, finds pieces of this woman's sister in the basement and isn't like, we need to go. She's like, we should go, but also I'm not going to go unless you go because I don't want you to get famous before me. And I'm like, bitch, you have pieces of a sister in the basement. Stick out. Stick would, out. She, I, would she use that fucking finger 
to unlock the door. <laughs> I said, bitch, you better use a finger. You better use a finger. Listen, give her the finger. I I also feel like there's an underlying commentary that I've not touched on and how we tell people who are unstable that they're geniuses and we just say less. Yes. So, so many celebrities need help and people won't get them help. Like, that's why we don't have some of them down. I'm thinking of Amy Winehouse specifically who needed help. And people are like, yeah. she's our meal ticket. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, we have three seasons of Surviving R. Kelly and all the lives he ruined because people were just like, he's our meal ticket. Don't say anything. Right. We we have white men winning Oscars who are actually abusing women as we speak. And we're just like, don't say anything. He's an artist. He's complicated. He's not complicated. He's a rapist, Judith. Yeah. That's not complicated. Right. And I mean, it just doesn't. It doesn't help anyone involved. It clearly doesn't help the victims. It doesn't help the artist's mental health. It doesn't help. It it, it helps the capitalism listen, and the capitalist. This capitalism's king. Uh, um, because again, like we we see it all the time and how it's spun. So the person that nobody wants to like talk about in the rude way or the honest way um, is, is mental illness, which is why we have so many like terrorists from the suburbs that we won't call terrorists. We're just like, he just needs help now that we, we see the problem. It's like, right. the problem is he killed a bunch of people. Um, that's... Hey. Say what it is. Um, <laughs> right. Say what the fuck it is. Um, that's ABC Andy, okay? <laughs> listen, I... We have so many... We have so many factors after doing the most and nobody collects them because it's like, meal ticket. And then when people die, they're like, oh, who could have seen it coming? I'm like, they had decades. Decades of trying to help. Right. When people are surprised, I'm just like, what are you? And that's why you have to have people in your corner who actually give a shit. And will be like, hey, your stock might plummet, but also you should probably go get some help real quick. And a lot of them don't have that. Somebody needs to call up Kanye. because I was about to say his name. Okay, so here's my thing. (laughs) Um, Gender is a construct. However, Gemini men are a different breed. Because like Kanye... (laughs) <laughs> see, is he a Gemini? I didn't even know. Yeah, forty-five. Um, most of the Shia LaBeouf. Is are there any good men Gemini's? I don't think there is. Um, and if again, you're out there, let us know. Listen, because I was like, yeah, gender's a construct, and then I saw this three. I'm like, oh, but maybe, maybe this group specifically should be left to their own devices. <laughs> They're causing well, gen- so much yeah. harm. Oh, well, the thing is, you're absolutely right. Gender is a construct, but. Gender is a construct that is so deeply embedded into our culture and into our society and into the way that we navigate the world, even from the birth, even from the moment that you come, even before that, your mom gets a sonogram and they tell her it's a boy or a girl. Like, it is so ingrained. And like, I constantly at work, I the, our clients are just obsessed with gender. Like, they will joke with me and be like, oh, you're an old lady. And I'd be like, okay. I mean, I mean, okay, sure. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But then if you, if anyone were to say that about them, they're like, oh my God, I'm not a woman, I'm a man. It's like, like really y'all, I know you're just parroting what your parents say, but like, it's not that big of a deal. They're also all straight. So I'm like, you like girls? Why does it like, Nothing anybody tries to make a big deal is a big deal, is what I've learned. Because, <laughs> like, it's 
the stupidest shit, the stupidest shit. I remember when I was a kid, they were like, wait, which side is the belt buckle on if you're a girl? I'm like, I don't think the belt buckle is what makes it a girl or a boy. I think there's more to that. Uh, or the, where the coat buttons, like, yes. yeah. Which ear, can you have an ear reading if you're a man? Whichever one you pay for. I, I, I don't. Both, all. Listen, get one in you your want. forehead. Do it. I, I don't care. I, again, like we, <laughs> it's these social norms, which is another reason why I think that this works best in the country world, because the country world is so fucking stunted. And one of the things I do wonder is if we could have snuck in like a little bit of either Jordan or Lee were queer. Um, and they're pretending to be the ideal country girl who's into men because that is part of the thing that so many people fall for. Like, look how it was like for people to be like, Whitney Houston didn't always like men. Like her partner <laughs> came out after Whitney Houston died to be like, we were together, but she couldn't be with me because she was already getting so much shit for not being black enough, which is bullshit. Um, and that led her to Bobby Brown and look where that led. Unfortunately, unfortunate. And it keeps happening because mm -hmm. as a society, we refuse to learn. And so I do think that if we wanted just a glimmer of diversity, I think one of them could have been secretly queer. Um, but also, I don't know how that would have come up and out in a conversation because this is a Blumhouse movie. And so it could got very fucking dicey. Could have got they then real quick. Real fast. <laughs> and so maybe it's a good thing it didn't. But I think that they would have, one of them would have used that against the other one in front of Harper Dutch. Ooh, that would have been, I think that's the way you put it in there. I mean, you still have to do it kind of delicately, but you could be catty and be like, well, you want to fuck, you probably want to fuck Har Harper Dutch, like, or something. I don't know. I'm not Listen, I think that's our end to get just a glimmer of diversity. Because again, it wouldn't be super intersectional because like, again, I just don't see this world having PLCs. Um, again, I would love to say that. And because it's a horror movie, I would have suspended my disbelief. But like, it's one of the few times I'm just like, we wouldn't be there. <laughs> and I went with it. <laughs> It's one of the few times this entire podcast. Like, I could probably go back in time and find one or two episodes where I said that. <laughs> one or two I, max. Yeah. Probably like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, like, mostly I was like, we are making shit up. Come on, y'all. But I'm like, nah, it's country music. Look what happened when Black people try to do country music every time. It's like racism 101. I, right. I don't for not being there right now. But you are right, too. I think that if, right, and I, and yeah, I think I was just doing a gut reaction on, damn, this movie is all white in 2022. But, you do make a really good point that if they did add race into there as well, that adds a layer of storytelling and characterization that I, this is no shade to this director or the, or the writer or whatever. I, I'm assuming that they're white and I don't know, they may not have handled that correctly and it would have added something that I, they could have mishandled very easily. Listen, it was written by Rachel Collar Croft. So I'm definitely assuming um, that is not a black person. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm happy to be wrong. Um, please win our show if you find out that I was wrong. Um, <laughs> but I think that, again, I, I think it's one of those things where you have to know what you are able to deal with in the moment. And because this is dealing with so much gender shit and so much ageism shit and so much industry shit, I think that that would have been one too many things, especially if this person doesn't have a lot of black friends. Um, which unfortunately is a lot of the case. And I don't always get that grace, but because she's juggling a lot here, I'm willing to listen to the next movie if she does decide to like do a little bit of research and do a little bit of digging. Because like I remember 
I remember an interview, and I don't know whose interview it was, because it was part of our research for when we interviewed Josh Rubin the first time for Scare Me. He mentioned that part of the reason Chris Red was there was because he was trying to figure out how to have a not all white cast. But if he made Fanny Black, that's a different conversation because massage noir is a real thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he didn't think he had enough in the script to support that. And so he didn't want to do that and be like, ah, fumbled. Um, <laughs> and so he was like, how can I make sure we don't have an all white cast without also being like, oh, fuck, I got to be right every thing when we're filming tomorrow. Right. Um, and like to give him credit, when he got to be in the director's seat again, he was like, "Hello, we have a black lead." Right. Because you know we're not gonna do just be out here acting like black people can't be leads. Boom. Agreed. All right, Trey, you ready for hot takes? Always. What is your hot take? This movie made me a Bria Grant stan. I I saw. I think it was Lucky, and I liked it. Um, but this is when I was like. She can do murderous ladies, and I want to see what she does next. So I'm living, and I hope that she gives us more murderous ladies. I hope that it is. Excuse me, because we can't edit these because literally, y'all. So people in the curtain. <laughs> the um, first 15 minutes is gonna be a while. Just me being like, I, I, and I, I got. Oh. And then me belching for the last 30, like just music in everybody's ears. Um. So what had happened is for Streamyard, we usually have different lines of audio when we do like non-live recordings. Because we're doing this live on the Patreon, <laughs> we're stuck together. <laughs> we're stuck together. What's that song? Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I'm down to watch. You know, I, this isn't like top tier for me. This is definitely mid tier, but I'm definitely interested in watching something else from her. Looking at movies from last year, this is definitely probably top 15, 20 for me. Because again, people were like, 2022 was a great year for horror. And I was like, we had a lot come out, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if I would say it was a great year. Well, uh, for example, like this is, y'all know I love Letterboxd and I love my lists and my rankings and all that. Um, so far for 2020s, I have ranked 147 films, and this is like right around the hundred mark. So See? like it's mid, it's in the middle, like you know. Yeah. Again, she's a three star girl, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with being a three star movie. A three star movie is still like a C plus. Yeah, that's what I get. Is that math? Stars. Yeah. Like, no, and I think again, like I think that those those two stars are just because, like again, like she's a good time, but it's not like malignant uh, or something wild as top fun. ten in my list right here. Listen, top ten. Listen, Both screens, uh, top ten right here. And people have this issue when you hear something that's three stars, and they're like, I gotta fight. It's like, you don't have to fucking fight. You don't have to fucking fight. If I said it was like a one-star movie, that'd be some Maybe. bullshit. Because like it, it does more than a one-star movie does. It does more than a two-star movie does. It's better like, than men. Listen, listen. The bitch is probably a 3, 3.5. I'm researching my soul. Um, and I think that that is fine and lovely. Especially yeah. for us to have an, a women-driven horror movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, I think that that's lovely because we've had so many two-star movies written by dudes who are just like, it's for y'all. and we're Especially, like, right, especially knowing that it's directed and written by a woman or women and the stars are women. Uh, yeah, hands down. So and The way that men are in the background, like both yeah, dudes, right. background bitches. Like, you figure right. their names. I had to pull up the Google page to be like, Richie, Raleigh, who? The dude who gets stabbed in the neck and the dude she fucks. That's all. Listen, listen, and again, it's a small cast, so like, it, yeah. it, it's got indie movie energy, but it's got blockbuster goals and feels. Well, I think that's why they're so they were really smart in setting this in one whole. In, well, not the whole movie, but 
predominantly in one house. They could really spend some budget on the aesthetic, which I spoke of earlier. I love the the pops of pink and the the kind of southern, but dilapidated, but still very grand. I love yes, yes, loved it. Have you ever seen Atlanta? The show? Yeah. No, I need to though. It's on my list. Yes. Um, there's an episode where Donald Glover plays a not Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson type person, and somebody gets stranded in that house. <laughs> and, and this feels a little bit like that in the claustrophobic sense. And mm. the what the fuck is going on? Why don't we just leave? Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I, I think that this is a good back to back pairing. If you like, if you're familiar mm. with Atlanta and you've seen those episodes, you can watch this and then let's slide into that real quick. And keep your claustrophobic. What is this person doing? And this then add different. the the third one being whatever happened to Baby Jane. That's a double feature. <laughs> like, this, listen, and, yes. If you run a theater and you're willing to fly me out, I will host a double feature of Torn Hearts and Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. I have thoughts. Uh, I have notes. I have comments, concerns, questions. Might be a little <laughs> song. Um, <laughs> Definitely a song, especially with yeah. alcohol involved. <laughs> listen, I'm going to die with your name on my lips. The way she was constructing. I like that song. I want, a, I want this soundtrack. I'm not going to lie. I've Girl been Googling country, that I fucking it. song. I've been Googling that song. Like, Katie Sagal can sing me to sleep. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually rolls into my hot take pretty easily. It's not super a hot take, but there's a lot to celebrate here. Like I said, a horror movie about women in uh, the entertainment industry, written and directed by women, women behind the camera, women in front of the camera. And it's a good time. It is a good time. I, w- I do wish the pacing had kept me a little more engaged personally, um, but that's a minor thing. I, this is still a mid-tier movie for me, yeah. and that is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Like, that's great. I love mid-tier. Listen, mid-tier is great. I will say that I think that if you come back to it later in life, um, maybe. and maybe even like a week later, now yeah. that you know where it's going, mm-hmm. you'll pick up more things. True. And yeah, it'll be a higher mid-tier. True. Yeah, this might be a rewatch that I would pick up that I would enjoy a little more. But yeah, I but there's still there's nothing wrong with being a mid-tier. No. Like Let's it's still better than anything Toby Hooper ever did. You want to fight him so bad. Like <laughs> one day Trent's not gonna show up to the call and I'm like, where is he? He'll be digging up Toby Hooper's grave. Like this is this is going... skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Two seasons this grudge has been going well three seasons, maybe four. I don't know how long this grudge has been going. I can't count. I'm drunk. What? Oh love it. But, but yeah. now, I, I do think that if you revisit it, because again, it's one of those movies where you don't know where it's fucking going as it's mm. going there. And so you're just watching boundaries fall. You're like, how is this going to escalate? Where's it going to escalate? Especially with that fake out of the weird lady that shuts it. I was like, okay, is this her sister's like, and then she's talking to someone. I was like, okay, is her sister haunting this place? Like, what I, is happening? I knew Harper was talking to anybody. So I was really confused. I'm like, I just saw a bitch over there. Why is she talking to that bitch? What's going on? Oh, we got I thought she was talking to a mannequin. This house is full of mannequins. Also, Wait. yeah. High key, if I walk into your house and you have one mannequin, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I am leaving. That is not okay. You need to go see a therapist and work your shit out. uh -uh. It's like like that margarita song, but in reverse. Like one mannequin, I'm going to open your door. Two mannequins, (laughs) I'm going to hit the floor. (laughs) (laughs) No ma'am, no spam. Not into it. All right. 
Well, that is our thoughts on Torn Hearts. Thank you, everyone, for everyone who has watched this live or who will watch it on our Patreon for the next week. Thank you to everyone who's listening next week when we post this. Uh, Vogue. Ooh, strike a pose. <laughs> um, <laughs> we love your support on the Patreon. If you're not watching this live and you're like, I got to get into all that, subscribe. Listen, we love subscribers down you here, Georgie. Just click a few buttons and you just you get us all the fears that you want. We all float down here, Georgie. Join us. <laughs> uh, but yes, next week we're going to be covering everything, everywhere, all at once. That's fucking right. We're telling your film bro friends to suck it because they were like, she's not genre. I'm like, how much more sci-fi can you get? Stop saying you races out loud, Kenny. And Kenny's like, ah! <laughs> yes, I'm excited because I still haven't watched it. Chance, you're first gonna cry so make sure you have time after you watch it to decompress you're gonna cry i know you will because i almost fucking cried in the theater <laughs> i can't wait yes it, yes it hit me in my throat michelle yeah was like bitch go to therapy i <laughs> love I her like, <laughs> <laughs> i love her yes yes yes, yes. stephanie she should have won the oscar fact i will be able to have an opinion on that once i watched it well yeah because they're yeah, because Jamie's from this one. So, yeah. I'll yeah, be yeah. Because they were both nominated, and we were like, it's Stephanie's. And they gave it to Jamie, and they're like, it's a legacy win. And I'm like, fuck her legacy. Stephanie fucking earned this shit. I don't want to bring anything else for you, but when you see it, even though you're a tourist and you like to like contradict me, you will also be like, no, it's Stephanie's Oscar. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's Holding gonna break a tourist streak. It's I, gonna break I, a tourist streak. You'll come around to the good side. Look. <laughs> All right, y'all. Again, thank you all so much for listening and watching and subscribing and supporting us here on Fear Street. As always, make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye.